0: Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Essential Craftsman Podcast. I'm Nate, and I've got a great interview for you today with Anthony DePinto from West Coast Custom Concrete. Anthony is a concrete contractor, and he has a really neat YouTube channel where he shares the videos of his concrete work. And I'm going to do something that I would almost never do normally, and I'm going to give you a, a little bit of a spoiler here in this intro about Anthony and tell you something that he'll tell himself later on but I want to do this because if you're on the fence about whether to listen to this interview I, I really think you might get more out of it than you expect. it's much it's about much more than concrete. Uh, Anthony is a concrete pumper first and foremost and he bought his first concrete pump after seeing one at a gas station and having a brief con having a brief discussion with the fellow and deciding that sounds like a job for me he went out, he put the money together, went out and bought a pump, having never, not only never operated one or ran one, but even being on a job where one was being operated. And if you know anything about concrete, if you've watched any of our videos about concrete, you know it's a high stress, sort of high pressure uh, job when when the mud's there and the concrete is literally the the funnel that the whole job kind of has to go through. And this this guy who you're gonna hear in this interview is just really inspiring in, t- in terms of his grit. And I think that may be the best word to describe his, his overall personality. I've loved watching his videos and, and he talks a little bit about his background. Hopefully someday we can learn more about it because I have a feeling there are some really amazing stories. This guy's really done and built something special through just a, a, a powerful personality, grit, determination, all of the really inspiring and important and intangible and almost unlearnable traits. You know, you, you almost seem to either have this sort of special uh, grit or not. I, I don't know if that's true, but he certainly has it. And I couldn't be more pleased to bring you this discussion. The audio in this discussion is pretty good. It's probably not our best, but you're gonna definitely be able to get the important parts out of this discussion. With no further ado, Anthony DePinto from West Coast Custom Concrete.
1: So how'd you find my uh, channel just looking through YouTube?
0: You know, it's like probably most of the people who find it, like I, I'm always watching work related things and your stair video popped up in the little side oh, the little side yeah, thing and yeah, I was like yeah. oh, I was like, oh that looks like a lot of stairs. And um wow. I watched that video and I loved it. And uh and then, oh, and then I and then you noticed that like, wow, this guy's been putting out a lot of content. And so then I just watched a bunch of your videos and really enjoyed it. But that was definitely the one that that they're they're using to hook people. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's cool. I was—I always wonder. I never generally ask, but I was kind of curious because I'm like, I wonder how
0: he found it, you know? Yeah. Well, it's tough. I—I I don't. I try to not like guess how YouTube does it, you know? Like what try to satisfy them. I try to just kind of make the best videos we can, and then and I yeah, can right. just tell when somebody's doing that. Like same with you. Like with that video, it's just like all your other videos. They're all great. It's all the same type of thing. But for some reason, they decided that that's the one that. They really well, want to promote. Mechanic,
1: popular, popular mechanics featured that on a big article, and that's what backed that up and what pushed that thing. Oh, that's how wow. it got on the map. That staircase they did a, a big article on me on, on what's the system concrete and that staircase in particular. and It just exploded that that wow. uh, video as far as the algorithms and stuff go. That, oh, that's, amazing. that's what backed that thing and pushed it. Yeah, if you go on the um. If you go on that video again and you go on the comments, I pinned the article on the top comment. Got it. If you didn't see it, you can check it out.
0: What, what is it that, that was a big job and you, you, you obviously filmed the whole thing. What was it that got you started filming your jobs? And I know that wasn't maybe the first job you ever filmed, but it adds a lot of work to drag a camera around and do all that. So what was it that kind of got you thinking that way?
1: Well, I waited out and I looked at uh, YouTube. I had never seen it before. And I had asked my, my niece, which is younger. You need a younger kid to explain these things to you these days who grew up with it. And um, I said, what is YouTube? What is this? Anyone can put a video up? And she said, yeah. And I said, like anything? I thought it was like TV shows and stuff. I never really looked at it. And then I'd scrolled through some videos and I'd been watching about a week. And I had no idea of ever thinking that a, a concrete or a construction video would be on there. I actually saw your dad's video on a top cast and I was blown away. It mesmerized me. And then I said, Well, I got 600 bucks at that time. I wasn't doing too well. And I spent 300 on a camera and I'll roll the dice and uh, I will talk my talk and we will uh, get this going. And that's exactly what happened.
0: But wow. I kept,
1: my brain kept spinning through wormholes all night long because I have OCD the way my brain, it just kept working on YouTube. I just kept seeing all the avenues and it blew me away. So I knew very shortly at some point that it would uh, pay off. And at the very least, when people called me, instead of driving, they're wasting my time and bidding, like you guys probably know, I would send them a video and they see me in action and what better promotion can you do than that? So that was the very least of my anticipation of what I thought in the beginning of what I was going to get out of it. And I could show my kids who I am because I was missing a lot of time with them and what I do. And that was the whole um, premise behind starting it.
0: For a lot, there's a lot of trades, not just concrete, where I feel like people would are curious about what's going on and how it works. So, do you recommend that to people you're around? Like, you should film this and put it on on YouTube. In other words, has has it? Have you gotten more work? And you said your phone's ringing a lot now. So, separate from YouTube, is your concrete business like getting a benefit from the videos? Hundred
1: percent. I would encourage people because I would want people to do better at what they're they're doing and 100% of my jobs come from YouTube. So I went from flatline coming out of recession to all my contacts went away to be relevant again because of YouTube, 100%. How would you market yourself? You're gonna pay a couple thousand to Yelp. I've never paid any advertisement, but I was stonewalled. I was beside myself. And then you're not coming with a name, you're not coming with a video. It's very hard to sell yourself and convince people with five other bids. That you're better than them. Yeah. And you're in your price is right. You don't necessarily you want to be known as somebody who's expensive but worth it. But without a video, visual people are visual, it doesn't work. It's very hard to do.
0: In a small town. I don't we're, do any selling. Yeah. In we're in a small town Probably. and around here you can almost the contractor, you know you're gonna see people again. It's like you, you have to kind of be Careful, because it'd be hard to scam people, and you very quickly get uncovered. Like nobody would work with you. But where you're at, there's so many people. It's very easy uh-huh. for people to kind of be. I, I would guess a lot of customers are a little concerned. Like this guy has he ever poured concrete in his life? How would I? <laughs> how would I judge him? And so I, I hear what you're saying. It's probably really powerful.
1: Hundred percent, brother. Because um, I would go out there, and I, you almost start digging a hole overselling yourself. And you know when you talk too much. My, one of my mono is I don't talk very much when I go out to the job, I talk business. I'm never cavalier about money for the first things I get on. Most people oh, don't talk about money. Well, this is about a little bit about money. That's why I'm here here. So I have no problem and I'll throw numbers and I'll, and I'll square footage and I'll start throwing numbers and I'll watch their body language. And I can already read them, you know, which way I'm going with this. I know exactly. Okay. They're down with their, you know, who I am and what I am. But with the YouTube, I just do it over the phone and they send me pictures and I line up 10 in a row. I mean, in a day. Wow. Without man. it, it's, it I, I would never be where I'm at.
0: You know, especially in, in Orange County, I spent a few months there enough to know that even Orange County's pretty congested, but all of LA, it, it's just crazy. And like, I would imagine driving across town to bid a job can wreck your whole day. And so how, to what extent are you trying to work just in a little area? And, or did you kind of just have to reach out and cover the whole, all, all the city or how, how do people do that there? It just seems like well, one end of town to the I other is a, hours.
1: I have a whole unique, I use PCH Pacific coast highway as my highway. All the jobs are along the beach. My friends call me tri-city cause I work Newport Laguna, and Huntington. If it's not in there, I'm like, no, I'm not going. And basically that's what I can do. And then I'll get a lull and I won't mind going 20 minutes out, but I don't go much farther than that. But there's so many people that are so um, complimentary that's met me on YouTube or saw me and they're like, Hey, I'm this far away. I know it's far for you, but I'd be honored for you to do it. And I don't know if you've ever heard that before, because prior to YouTube, I never heard anyone that was honored (laughs) to have me do their job. So (laughs) I'm obligated in a way they're paying, you know, going rate, And I'll I'll go there. It's not I'm opposite traffic if I go inland. All the traffic's coming to the beach. Yeah. And then when I come home, it's going out of the beach, you know? So it's not a big
0: issue. Just space in general. I was watching one of your videos where you were transporting and digging out between two houses on a steep hill. And there's only like six feet to work with. And I was just kind of visualizing how challenging it must be in like these super developed cities where even just setting like a a dump truck on the road can take up, can be an issue. So what's that like working when when there's space is so limited, or is it just kind of like another day at the office and that's just how it goes? Or to what extent are you like factoring that in?
1: Well, it's generally that's the going rate. So that's what I'm used to. Very uh, in Orange County, the the, um, zip codes I'm at that, you know, it's $3,000, $4,000 a square foot to buy a house in these areas. So that zip code and that every square foot is used up. So they're cramming them on, the builders are cramming them. But for you're from a rural, more rural area, it seems weird to you. But for me, I pumped exclusively in that area for three years. I've been on every street that was on Laguna Beach. So for me, I was just used to it. It's a pain. But, you know, when I don't, there's nothing spread out, put it that way. So I'm not used to it.
0: Yeah. And I guess the residents are used to it as well. Like if there's a concrete truck in the middle of the road, that's just how it goes when you, when you live there, like there's, there's people trying to get jobs done and you just kind of deal with it.
1: Well, that particular job you were referring to that street up above, none of the uh, block places or deliveries will go on that street. It's so narrow. Mm-hmm. You can't, you have up to back the truck in and you can't turn around. So I had my pump in and it takes me about 15 minutes at the end of that street to turn around. It's that bad. <laughs> Because I can't back the pump out of there. It's completely blind down the hill, you know. But the neighbors, you just block it, the street, everyone goes, go. And it's like a, you know, like a football team, you just go. Because you're blocking the street and they literally can't get by, which if you lived up there I and mean, you got a $10 million house, so I'm going to be a little annoyed. And and there's five houses under construction right there. You know, yeah. so there's trucks, so you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I yeah. can understand their pain, but, you know, I just... Yeah try and diplomatically tell him hey man i'm sorry i'm gonna go as fast as i can and, and get this thing out of your way <laughs> there's like five cars backed up you know
0: um you've mentioned in a few of your videos and i'd love to actually hear the story from the beginning how you started pumping and it sounds like when oh, you started boy. pumping you weren't necessarily like you know coming from a long family of concrete pumpers so could you tell oh, us how you got I, into I, I, pumping? Didn't, I didn't have
1: i didn't yeah i didn't have the essential craftsman as my dad i was actually <laughs> exactly. adopted by my grandparents i had, i was adopted by my grandparents who had nothing to do with con- construction or concrete or any phase of it and no one in my family does i was um like 31 or so and i was at a gas station and a guy pulled up with a pump and i was like what the heck is that thing so i started talking to the and this is literally how it started and the guy said oh i make this i mean i do this and this is how you pump it and i was trying to picture a truck backing up and do it i was really amazed by it kind of mesmerized and i said well how many hours do you work a day and he said four and then i was in i said how much you make a day and he told me and i'm like this is what i was supposed to do so i had a brand new toyota tacoma truck because i don't have the attention span to like show up to a job for eight hours it's just not me you know what i mean it's uh-huh. not my dna i should be running across a field in rome or something <laughs> i i just i just can't handle it. I, I mean it's a death sentence for me to um be a uh, soul crushing job. I just, I can see. So he told me, I sold my truck. I had some money from my grandparents. And then I bought a pump and a truck the next week. And I just went for it. And it was, it wasn't the past, the least resistant mate. Let me tell you that. So
0: in it other words, well. you had never, you had never operated or like been on a oh. pumping crew or anything. You got the, literally the oh. pump first.
1: The sec- the pump I bought was the second pump I ever saw. <laughs> and the guy explained it to me for about 20 minutes. And I, I just I just drove around and I carted people where I saw a trailer, or a wheelbarrow, or construction sites, and I knew this isn't giving me any longevity with these people I'm learning from, but I'm gonna come out here and give this a shot. And Whoa. needless to say, it didn't go well for me a year. I wow. actually ended up in the cab of the truck, but I don't really need a house at the time. That's just the kind of individual I was. I didn't look at that kind of stuff. I was just focused on what I was doing. And I get tunnel vision. And I started thinking of the mechanics of the truck. And then I went mentally inside of the hose of what was going on, how it was separating. I grabbed the concrete and looked at the components of it. And I started figuring out how it was separating. So then I started figuring out how to do it.
0: Yeah. Wow. So concrete's already pretty stressful, even for the seasoned pros. What, What was that like, you know, being on some of those early jobs? And you know, they're kind of relying on you. I mean, that seems like it'd be pretty easy to crack. But wh- how how'd those <laughs> well, go, and how'd you get through that?
1: About five months into it, I would get in a circle. I swear, with the truck would show up, and I'd say a prayer with the finishers. I would come here and I'd grab their hand. <laughs> it was <laughs> getting so bad because I'd show up early, and everyone was cool and unpersonable. So like, oh, this guy's cool, and I knew it was going to turn ugly. So, you know, I'd get the, Oh God, I'd see the truck in my stomach would just go, Oh God. But I'm so stubborn that I just, um, just, there's just no, and I just, I didn't care. I just was like the Terminator doing it. You know, I couldn't care less (laughs) really, to be honest with you.
0: So what, what kind of issues, I mean, was, was your, were you having issues with equipment or what, what was like the thing that you had to figure out about pumping that nobody taught you that you had to learn the hard way, um, Cause somebody listening to this might think, you know, you just turn on the machine and it does the job, but what, what parts oh, of the boy. actual task were like, were giving you trouble?
1: Well, I had really, uh, the, like the crappy equipment to begin with that. If I got up $1,500, it would break and it would cost me 1500. So it's constantly dead even broke. Oh, am I going to eat tonight or what's going on? So I got going enough and I got the right pump, which is the one I run now. And um, then it started to take off better. And figuring it out, it's really tricky. And you, it, as it plugs up and as you, you keep doing it, you can figure it out. Like where it's plugged, you know, it's in the reducer, in the manifold. You know, and you just keep doing it till you get better and better. And when you plug every day for a year, like I did, you get pretty good at it. I mean, <laughs> I plugged more, a, more than a year than a guy would in a 20-year career probably. <laughs> then I met a lot of other pumpers later and... I would tell them these stories and they just couldn't believe it. They'd tell this guy the story. So I was constantly telling these crazy stories <laughs> to the do point you, of where I was, could tell.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. How, how often do you bump into concrete guys who kind of knew you when you were starting out and, and can see like, where you're at now? Do you, do you bump into some of those guys yeah. to this day?
1: Yeah, and a lot of the question is, how did you do what you did? And I don't really know how to answer it. Like, I, that's, uh, it's just mind boggling. Like they would, people would say I'd run them to home or I'll go for one, but there was a guy at a ready plant that I hooked up with that really built my, um, clientele, my career. And he went on a limb. He didn't really know me. I just told him the situation and w- there's miracles God will do for you. If you're doing the right thing, if you work hard, you're honest. I was in the worst positions where, you, you know, you just want to just lay down and die. It's so bad. And I met him. Phone situation. The media guy guy took a liking to me, and he basically built my business. So I don't want to say his name because he still works at the same ready mix plant. And he uh, took a lot of heat on that relationship we had. Huh.
0: Wow! D- did he give you, or can you tell us, like, what other people were kind of mentoring you and helping you? Because I'm sure it was easy to pick on you, but I'm guessing there was somebody along the way who's like, okay, look at Anthony. Here's here's a little <laughs> tip
1: no the the concrete pumpers out here are not forthright with info because they they all want to hoard it to it like they'd be talking and they might as well be talking in chinese i didn't even know what the heck they were saying i would run into them and they had clicks and groups it's almost like a high school deal got it i would ask questions and stuff and they, they they wouldn't um i basically did it through him giving me jobs building customers but i really didn't want to tell him i was inexperienced the dispatcher i met so it didn't seem like a good thing to say, so he just kept sending me, and I just kept pulling it off, and then one thing led to another until I was the number one guy out of the plant, and I had like four bumps.
0: It's, That's That's incredible that's just yeah. incredible, and like you like you said, you've probably unclogged <laughs> more hoses than most of those other fellows anyway, so after a year, oh, God. <laughs> they weren't going to teach you anything about <laughs> unclogging a hose well at,
1: at the- be- at the beginning of it, God had given me a uh, almost superhuman strength, but I wasn't too bright when I was starting as far as mechanical stuff. I just didn't get it. And now hydraulics are like second nature, diesel motors. I mean, I could sit there on hours for people calling me on the phone. And I could tell them over the phone, my guys that were pumping for me would call me and I'd say, calm down, I'm all plugged up. And I could unplug it over the phone and tell them right where it was. <laughs> I don't know how to read any of the gauges. I do it all by ear. I don't even know what the gauges are
0: you can just kind of hear like some, how, yeah. where it stops and like the difference in the yeah. noises.
1: Yeah. Well, There's, well, it's really uh, kind of a weird thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, I'm guessing it's, it's not like you can recommend somebody um, follow your exact career path in this way, because it's, it was only possible because of who you are and, and the, I don't know if you call it drive <laughs> or focus or <laughs> no, nothing, stubbornness. Nothing to lose. But, <laughs> yeah, but you're really going for it. But what's that like looking back at it now? Because does it seem kind of like, I don't know. I guess you're on the other side of it now. So does it seem like it was... Well, you no, know, I
1: look back. Sometimes I'm driving and I'll have like deja vu and I'll picture something I forgot about. And I'll, I'll almost have to pull over laughing. Like, God, I can't even imagine being in that position. Yeah. You know, but people from all over the world obsessively call me. I want to start pumping. And I can't advise them to go buy a pump because I don't want to uh, lead them the wrong way because I don't know if they can pull that off and it's a big investment.
0: Yeah,
1: you know? So it's hard to advise people about that situation. I always say, go around your city, find a pump company who's hiring a guy, work for them for a year, and then you buy your own stuff and your turnkey. That would yeah. be my advice.
0: A lot of people, myself included, like the idea of you know, failing or looking kind of silly in front of a peop- of other people is really terrifying. And with a concrete pump, if you have a failure or a plug, there's no hiding it kind of. So how, have you, how are you able to sort of like get over that? You know, the fear of failing clearly doesn't like scare you, but it does some people. So what do you say to someone who's kind of stuck at that part?
1: Well, I had nothing to lose. And the, the way I see it, if you're working hard and you're trying, you need to be challenged every day. If you go sit at a desk, you don't do anything. I loved that I was going to be challenged. I'd drive there and going, oh, this is going to be insane. And it turned me on. I, I got really excited about it to have a challenge like that and to figure it out. And when you're that busy and you're not learning some, it's the old adverb that a rolling stone gathers no moss. Your brain is working. You know, you're not getting depressed. You're not getting sleep problems. I come home and fall face first. So for me to do myself, I mean, I'd been laying around at the beach for a decade. I never had a job. So yeah, let's get down on it.
0: You know? Yeah, that's amazing. So in terms of your life in general, um, I think I saw, I know you have at least a daughter because I saw her leave a comment on a video, but can you describe where like at, at that time in your career, did you have kids or a family or that were sort of um, in the picture right then? Because I know for a lot of people myself included it's easy to be you don't have to worry about things too much when you're single with no family Mm -hmm. but as soon as i had kids it's like a whole different situation to this day it's kind (laughs) of like it's like a different it's just a different game now
1: so weird you brought that up i was thinking about that today before i was going to talk to you that when i started i had nothing to lose because i wasn't married i didn't have kids and then two years into it's when i got married and i have two daughters sydney and samantha and they were little so i had even more before but i had it dialed when they're when i was really well off when they were born pretty because i already had i think three or four concrete pumps and i had i think three skid steers and two or three dump trucks i don't remember because i started pumping and i'm always the guy that doesn't want okay you're just a pumper but okay yeah that's good but who demoed this oh some bobcat guy how much did he charge you to my pump customers that already liked me what if i buy a bobcat and a dump would you use me yeah i hate that guy or whatever the situation. Overcharges me. So I'm like, okay, I'll go buy it next week. So I bought that. And then that was a whole nother. The first time I went on it, I flipped it over <laughs> and I hit the dump truck tire and it exploded it in the steel belt. I had like blood marks all over my face and it blew it back standing straight up. It was insane. And I Ooh, lay down for like so a couple much. hours and just go, what the heck? <laughs> And then a week later, I was in, uh, I was in big country out of a hill and I went over backwards on that down the hill. So I was like, oh man, I don't know if this is for me, but I just kept doing it. And then I got, you know, like I am a pumping at it. Probably I would run a pump for two weeks and I would get on the tractor for two weeks, but I had crews on both. You know, I had other pumpers who worked for me and I had other skids here. So I picked whatever I wanted to do. So it was great if I just did one, I'd like, I hate this, I'm sick of it. I'd go on the other one, I'd do it, and I'd go, I'm sick of this one, you know? Yeah. I didn't want to be pigeonholed just to do one thing.
0: It seems like you know? starting concrete as a pumper as opposed to like a finisher or something is a good mm-hmm. place to be because y- you can probably always find finishers as needed, but when you have the pump, yeah. I'm wondering if it was like kind of an easy step for you to start get, doing your own jobs. Um, com- starting as a pumper, you know, at, to becoming the contractor you are now. And if that's a, a good sort of, you know, something people well, should a, think I w- of.
1: I was, yeah, for sure. I was always doing it as a pumper. I just didn't realize it because every job I went on, Hey, Anthony, how many yards should we order on the cleanup? Hey, Anthony, well, how should we, fo-? you know, I was answering all these questions and then they were calling me nonstop. My regular pump customers asked me, how would you bid this? How would you do this? I just didn't realize I knew it all. I, I mean, I knew all that stuff. And then when I bought the Bobcat and the dump, I knew right before that recession, I knew it was going to hit. So I wouldn't got a contractor's license with no intention of really using it. Because people sub me work a lot. I grabbed some finishers off a job. I would go and do it. But I mainly just ran the service. And then um, I diversified it with all three things. So I thought this recession is going to be tough. But one of these will hit. But they none of them hit. They all flatlined yeah and i wrote that out like seven eight years it's horrible your dad probably (laughs) yeah yeah that thing was brutal yeah and then when i came back and reinvented myself i came back as no more service because all my customers were gone they all went out of business in that recession so i tried to step back in it nobody knew me so i'm not and i don't have that the dispatcher access i had so i'm not going to re rebuild this that's obvious and then i tried to hit people up to run the tractors because I still had setups of everything. And that wasn't going well because people were half price. And I'm not willing to do that, except a couple of times I had to. But then I said, okay, I'm going to contract. start started doing a little bit of that and immediately started the YouTube. That was basically the beginning of my contracting career was that first video you saw.
0: That the is The first amazing. video I
1: did. Yeah. I uh-huh. said, I'm going to film this from the beginning and I'm just going to steamroll. I'm just going to take this thing over. And then I just... I had six hundred bucks. I lived in a field, and I bought a camera,
0: <laughs> and and filmed those first few jobs. And then, bang! Yeah. All of a sudden, so what, I remember when our first we had a, when we were first making videos, it was going fine. And then we had one that just went nuts, and it was it was really insane. I'll never forget like how exciting it <laughs> was, and it was just absolutely bonkers. I was like staring at my phone at like midnight that night, yeah. and. I was yeah. getting these email alerts from YouTube, like you got a new subscriber. And it was, my phone was just like <laughs> melting down until it shut off. And I, That's and I went an to sleep just day. going like, I don't know what's going to happen in the morning. And in the morning we had like 5,000 subscribers or something. And it was, it was wild. I'll never forget it. Did you have an experience kind of like that?
1: Yeah. The, that staircase when it went on, it was kind of just not disappointing. Cause I was starting to get work through the videos by showing the customers, and then I, Oh, and they the uh, Popular Mechanics, and I didn't know what was in there, and it did the same exact thing. And I'm like, whoa, what the heck? And then that, it just was going bing, 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 and I was like, whoa. Well it's a double-edged sword, because then it peaks up, and then it mellows out, and then it dips down. It's just something you've got to be consistent with, but you can't let your, your mood swing with it, you know? Your YouTube
0: yeah. numbers,
1: or whatever they are.
0: I think it reminds me of your pumping career when you're starting and like the downside of, let's say failing, but struggling or whatever is, is obvious. But the plus side is you are not really afraid of trying something or like you said, what's the worst that can happen? And certainly with putting videos on YouTube, I'm sure that was like nothing compared to some of the situations you got in with your concrete pump, right?
1: Yeah, but I was more quiet, shy, so... To come out and talk on it was the hardest part for me.
0: Yeah. Well, so how, because, how have you, how have you done really, that? I didn't really want to do that. Excuse me? Yeah. How have you done that? Because like, I, I, I'm not, my dad's a natural and he's a natural yeah. because he's practiced a lot. So actually, I should take that back. He's practiced a ton in his life. He speaks all the time at church and in public settings. And so he's, uh. he has a, a very well-developed skill that he's worked on that I don't have. And so I'm wondering how you have worked on that because maybe you're like me and it was not real natural, but it seems oh, God. natural now.
1: Oh, it was horrible. That's why I played piano music and I just did subtitles and stuff the first. few, And I, I started getting angry about not wanting to do because I'm like, this, is, you know, God's telling me this is go for it. This is what you're going to do. So then I just got upset about it. I just told the camera girl, no more Robotronic talking. No more subtitles. Just give me the mic, and I just started talking.
0: <laughs>
1: huh. That's it. I'm done with this crap. It was starting to bother me.
0: <laughs> what, what's like been the most
1: speaking? I don't like.
0: What's been the most like surprising part about that? I mean, in, in, I know in a lot of ways, oh. you really get to know your audience, and you probably, you get a lot of comments on your videos. And has there been some part of that that's been surprising to you? In other words, what the people seem to enjoy the most? And I, I say this because I know a lot of people probably are sending really personal comments that it's kind of inspiring to hear you talk about these jobs and such. So is there some part of it that's been, you know, maybe surprising?
1: Well, that's the part I wanted with the people who were in the positions that I were. maybe not the people that's doing so well. That's what I was originally wanting to target. Maybe somebody who didn't have confidence or anxiety that wanted, was scared to take a leap. That was the whole premise at the beginning. And that's why it took me a little while To feel comfortable to talk about that because I generally don't talk about it to anybody, not even my friends, about things I've had, being homeless, different stuff. And then somehow it just came out of me in the video. I I never plan them. I'm I'm usually sleeping on the couch and my camera girl wakes me up at midnight and says, here, voices," And I'm like, that's why a lot of people say, you sound like you're sleeping. And I'm like, I literally was. And and I don't see the video. Do you want to see it? No, I just want to get this thing done and go back to bed. I'll voice it, and then I go back to bed.
0: Literally, every
1: one of them, every one of them.
0: I never see them,
1: and I never premeditate it. I never see them. I never watch it prior. I never see how she edited it.
0: So you just kind of go through it once live, record what you're watching, one take. Is that is that it? Yeah, yeah. I've never shut it
1: off, and I've never started over. I've stopped once or twice. I don't pronunciate stuff right very good so I go oh stop that and then we stop and have to go I've done it twice out of like 90 videos where she had to go back a couple seconds trying to re-say it where I sounded like I was totally out of it <laughs> <laughs> it's better off just to wing it off the cuff
0: that is me. absolutely fascinating and wow that for the for listeners who are paying attention um that's not normal. Uh, you know, like a lot of times it's like taking a picture of yourself. Where you like take like a hundred and then like before you're happy and I'll even record like for this episode right now, I'm telling you, Anthony, I'm going to record an intro and it's probably going to take me like 15 tries to feel like it's right. And then I'll, I'm still going to be like, ah, but anyways, that's not normal that you do it that way. And I'm, really, I'm really, I'm
1: really, I'm really impatient. I'm really impatient. So I'm going to shove a square peg to a round circle. That's the way I am. <laughs> I am so impatient that it's incredible. I like, just do it. That's good enough. Yeah, you know? that's
0: amazing. Hey, what and do your girls think about my job it? My
1: guys on like that. Oh, they love. They love it. Now they're over me talking about it. Yeah, yeah. It's all <laughs> you want to talk about it. So they just, you know, they just give me a hard time. They're, they, you know, they have good hearted, but they, they want to do other things. You know. Yeah. Did you watch it? Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. Leave me alone. At first <laughs> they're like, oh man, and they're all over it. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, okay, a couple more questions about concrete for you. And I just want to get your opinion mm-hmm. on this because my dad has the mindset and it makes perfect sense, generally speaking. If you're pouring concrete, put rebar in it. There's no reason not to. And that makes perfect sense. And then I see yeah. other great jobs get poured. And I learned from a, a guy that McDonald's never puts any rebar in their drive throughs It's like eight or 10 inches thick. But yeah, I poured them. I've yeah, poured something like,
1: They're going so, to. They're going to demo it out, Report.
0: Oh, okay. Again. So are you on the, the rebar no matter what side of the no, line? I put, in,
1: I put it in everything, but there's a misconception. Rebar doesn't help with cracking. It does nothing for cracks. It gives it tensile strength and it keeps it as one piece. So if a root lifts it, it has to lift the whole piece. The root will grow along the bottom and it can't lift it. Microfibers help with cracking, which I've 100 in a row. I haven't had one hairline. Huh. microfibers in the mix. yeah.
0: So rebar does, doesn't help with cracking. Interesting. People so, think but you, it does. But you put it in there just to help with the tensile, no, kind of no matter what, there's yeah. no reason not to, more or less.
1: Just for 10, 20 years down the road, it won't heave or separate for the people who paid that kind of money for that. Yeah. So I, I put it in every single thing I pour. But the microfibers in the mix for the cracks are, are re- not the long ones. They've got to be the micros work really good. So, concrete.
0: It still cracks, right? Like those microfibers, I get that they hold it together, but are you saying it doesn't crack at all, or you just can't see them, or what's actually happening with the concrete when those microfibers are in it?
1: Well, there's like a billion little nylon hairs that bind together. And when I demo concrete, I've demoed concrete with no rebar or wire in it. And I'm like, what the heck? And I'm just drilling it with my breaker. And then I break it apart and I grab it and look at it. I can see the hairs in it. That's how well it holds it together. I can tell with a breaker, with an 800-pound breaker on it, you know? So that stuff definitely works because I've seen it with my own eyes trying to break it. Interesting. And the proofs in the pudding of the jobs I pour day in and day out with no cracking. I joined it up a lot. I mean, it might crack in some of my control joints, but there's no hairlines going across or off the corners or nothing. Yeah. Um, so definitely.
0: a couple of your guys, uh, I, well, all of your guys on these jobs, I am, I'm always struck and they just seem like the best kind of concrete guys, like just oh. iconic, friendly and oh. strong and like just clean cut. And is that, is that's that really what they're like,
1: a better description than I could give. That's exactly yeah. what they are. They're, they're actually better people than they are what you see working. I mean, you can't find better guys, nicer guys. There's no cussing. There's no arguing. There's no freaking out the concrete's on the ground. We would, Everyone would start laughing if somebody freaked out. Like, what? I mean, we're so far ahead in the game, the way we pour, the way I'm at it. Javier and I, you know, the way we've done it for years together, often I used to pump for him prior to, you know, him doing this. I mean, the guy's temperament is, uh, I get wound up about stuff, and you know, he always goes, whoa, man!" Then and just gone, you know. And right yeah. when I look at him, he starts out, I go, oh, okay, I'm sorry. He <laughs> yelling at stuff like different stuff. You know, you you may be tired or have had a bad day or whatever. You know, he just, they're just his studies a rock, every one of them.
0: God, something like amazing. I'm sure just having them on like a a big job you do, just having professionals on site, even if something does get sideways, like you just know... Yeah, you're going to be fine with those guys on deck, right? That's probably really good. yeah. You,
1: you always want to over. You always want to overmanage a guy too. I bid it like if it would be three guys, I bid it for four. If Javier wants three. I say bring another one, and then you could skate. He can skate that hallway. We'll lose him over there. You can cut the joints, and it makes it really. You know, it it cuts down the the job so much on each guy day in and day out. These other guys I've pumped for for years. That's what, you know, basically baptized me watching these guys running around with their chicken with their head cut off or this stuffs blowing up on them. And I leave. I'm like, man, those guys are screwed. (laughs) You know, when I used to pump, it's like, man, why not just man it correctly, bid the job correctly. It comes out perfect every single time. Yeah.
0: Um, It's not, it's not, it's
1: not really, if you just, if you man it right, you bid it right. You can't, you really can't, if something went wrong, it's just, you know collateral damage is something that nothing's perfect in life but generally 99 percent, you're good yeah
0: is it difficult for you to bid a job right because i know sometimes it's not fun to like tell somebody a price that's going to shock them and uh what how do you do that when you're like delivering a number <laughs> to the homeowner that you know is going to like blow no, their hair back
1: i, I have no shame <laughs> i mean for <laughs> me it's the way i feed my family there's a going rate it's a mutual benefit you have a guy that's really good You can hire somebody who's completely like some of these people out here in the work I see, you you can get that. And it's not like you can repaint it like it's a paint job. I mean, you got to demo this out or live with it. The water is going to pool at your house. You're going to get black mold. It's got to run away. They don't know elevations. There's a lot of factors to why you're getting paid, why you're getting paid. So I'm not ashamed to say the price because I have numbers in my head and I know exactly where to be. I bid million dollar jobs before when I did commercial and stuff. And I would get them, and I know exactly how to do it. If they don't want me to do it, I'm not offended.
0: Yeah, you're, you'd, you're taking a achieve. big risk if you do it for less than that or try to help them out. It's like you are then taking risk and it on your own yeah. shoulders when it's not, your, it's not your project. And so you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah.
1: I did it in the recession when I had, I basically wasn't going to eat unless I did it. And it baptized me. I, I mean, I knew what was going on. And I just said, when this turns, I'm going to be a millionaire again. And it will go that way. I had to do it, but I, I will not do it now. No, I did it before, but I was my back was against the wall. That's why I did it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, my last question for you. I, I imagine there's someone listening to this, maybe not a concrete guy. And we mentioned that you you kind of started filming with advertising in mind. But can you walk through exactly how you do film it? Do you just kind of carry the your camera around? Do you sit on a tripod? I want to. I want people to understand how. They, they may be overthinking uh what it takes to put this content together and h- how do you go about it because uh, it seems like you've got a good system that's a
1: really good point too you just made because people do assume think you have a whole camera crew in this elaborate setup i mentioned before to you that i started with a 300 hundred dollar camera i had my which is my niece is my camera girl Kristen. she would walk around and film it she was uh computer savvy from growing up with him being younger. We got a cheap Wii video editing program. It was like $100 a year. She would edit it the best she can. She had been around it. So you got to know the stages of how to cut it and film it and edit it up and then voice it over. And then later, recently, we got a nice, much nicer camera. Obviously, as you start making money off YouTube, now it's a business. So you invest in it. You get better stuff. I have like a probably $1,700 camera now. And then I have some action cameras that we just got into that you wear on your head on mm-hmm. your chest when i'm on the equipment we just got into doing that so next couple of videos i'll have the, it on my head. i actually used it on the tractor on the skid steer but i had it on my chest was not a good vantage point mm-hmm. so we couldn't use the footage you know you learn as you go so yeah. i'm going to wear it on my head on wednesday that should be a good one because i'll have it on my
0: head oh i can't wait to but see it yeah that, that'll be fun
1: but it's a very small investment it's mainly your time which isn't costing you anything when you're learning so i would i would uh encourage everybody to film whatever they do you never know where it's going to go if your heart's in it and you want to do it you could do it with a, a 200 hundred dollar gopro if you want to
0: it's yeah, not a large right. investment yeah and most folks with a decent cell phone that camera is incredible for for this kind yeah. of thing too if, if you have storage on it mine's always full but <laughs> but yeah, yeah those you wouldn't even too. actually
1: need a camera you could just use your phone and it's a two for one it's your phone and computer and your yeah.
0: Camera crew. <laughs> I know. I'm always kind of annoyed because like a lot of our best videos were just filmed on my cell phone and we really? we've upgraded a lot since then. I mean, it was back in the day. But I How I've, do you guys film now? Um well I have like I have a couple cameras that are like uh DSLRs. Oh, like nice. Video oh, you cameras. do the filming. Yeah, I when do. When your the dad's
1: out in the field, you do the filming? Yep. Oh, nice. You edit? Oh, you have a girl edit, it's nice. Yeah, I well, I to for a... you guys on that. Show.
0: Yeah, it works pretty well. We've, we've started small and it's, we definitely have an advantage with this uh, division of labor where he has the expertise and the, the skills <laughs> to, to share and I can kind of do the, figure the other before. things out. I don't think I have the expertise, but I certainly can figure it out. So we've, we've anyways, we've upgraded, but I don't think YouTube really cares actually how high a quality the video and audio is as proved by our videos they 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 don't really care and so for people who are overthinking it you don't need to
1: if it's if it's too high a resolution they'll compress it and and pixelate and it comes out all fuzzy it happened to me (laughs) because not everybody has 4k you know what i mean so you're gonna buy an 8k drone they can't even compress it and download it onto youtube and who has an 8k tv to watch (laughs) it on you know so it's definitely it's gonna go that way so i have a 4k everything i have is 4k but i just Download in 1080p because it was compressing it, pixelated everyone was griping Mm. when I I did that. So once you know those things, but it's just like the concrete pumping, you just figure it out as you go. That's how life is, right?
0: Well, do you have anything big on the horizon, any big jobs or videos coming up that you can tease uh, about to get people um, interested in what's coming down the pipeline?
1: Yeah, I got some, uh, I got a lot of videos coming up, but like garage floors. I'm going to, in the summer, I'm going to go after some like big staircases, more stuff where I know it's not going to get rained on. I have that. I've done plenty in the winter. I've done like 30, 40, 30 jobs this winter. I have like 10 more on the book. So I'll take a few weeks off, go to Catalina or something, maybe up north, maybe come visit you guys. And um,
0: yeah, that'd be amazing. Then I'll
1: get back on it and then I'll get back on it, you know, cause um, I, I, I basically can get any level of jobs I want to do. It's just how motivated I am. Yeah. Do I really want to do something that's honest, you know, or do I want to go to the beach? Cause that's been my passion my whole life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I take it. You surf, uh, yeah. all over Huntington and Orange County. Yeah.
1: yeah. I ride my bike down to Balboa from new Huntington and I'll get a cappuccino, hit the wedge, body surf, ride back, go to the street fair. I mean, how are you supposed to go to work when you're <laughs> doing that every day? You know what I mean? Oh, that's
0: beautiful. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is really beautiful. Well, I love I love your content. I love your videos, and I'm really cheering you right. on. And there's definitely a possibility we are pouring concrete all the time, and it would certainly be fun. And may might might make sense someday to drag you up here and uh, well, show yeah. you how we, you do it West Coast style.
1: I would be absolutely honored. I'm coming up Northern Cal this summer. I could swing on up June. You I'm know what?
0: Okay, we have a. Uh, we have a driveway coming up. Actually, we have a couple of driveways inside. We have we have a little concrete kind of on the horizon. So let's be in touch and see if we can yeah. make something well, happen. If, you, if
1: you're gonna do the driveway and schedule it, tell me when I'll I'll come up there because I'm gonna be in northern Cal.
0: Oh, I love it. And if you give me an excuse to not to work <laughs> and stay away for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, bring a wetsuit if you're coming up here because the water's a lot colder. And, oh, I've
1: <laughs> been up there. I've been up there. My uncle will lived all through oregon i had to go there every summer for a week and i couldn't get in the water i tried
0: it's painful beautiful huh?
1: beautiful state man the bridges and the greenery yeah absolutely beautiful
0: yeah it's it's a different kind of a beach experience it's great it's just a little different than uh
1: the beach yeah. i went to there was like wood and logs in it i was like what the heck is this yeah you know there's some
0: about? there's some beaches where it's like covered in driftwood and logs like yeah covered you're like climbing over them to get to the yeah, water it's, yeah that's what i did Yeah. It's oh, kind of like, cool. Yeah, yeah back I, was, I never seen I anything kid, like it. When I was a kid, you could, I don't know if you, they'll let you do this now, but you could like spend all day stacking it into like a huge like, <laughs> pile and, and light a fire like wow. the size of a house oh, and, wow. just with driftwood. So there's no nails wow. or anything. And again, I don't know if that's a good idea, but that's what we were doing when we were kids. And
1: it <laughs> sounds fun to me. <laughs> yeah, there's
0: a, lot of, there's a lot of wood on the beaches. That's the point thanks again and um we'll be in touch for the audience we'll link to your uh, youtube channel of course and i know you're on instagram and is there any other uh, places i guess your website we should link them to
1: oh no you uh instagram and the youtube's fine i mean i don't even look at the i don't even know what my web page looks like i never looked at it or my facebook <laughs> i don't go on either one so well, youtube instagram's fine Yeah, i look forward to coming up man and thanks a lot for having me on
0: Okay, thanks, Anthony. We'll catch you next time.
1: All right, Nate. See you later, bro.